Welcome to episode 29 of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast. And today we are talking about the little known truth about do it scared, why it's such a bad idea, the antidote, and which of the two types of fear is trashing your confidence. Why listen? Well, if you ever feel like you're holding back on your dreams, not speaking up with your best ideas, backing down too easily one challenge, not taking those golden opportunities to shine, but trying to be brave and push on through your fears, then you need to hear the truth about Do It Scared and get the inside scoop on those two types of fear, which one of them is trashing your confidence and how you can start taking the first steps today to turn this around. The Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast is brought to you with love from Claire Yosa. It is bite-sized inspiration for becoming the real you. Practical, science-based, research-backed, with a generous dollop of humor, and what we call woo power, engineer approved, of course, if you already know Claire. This is to help you to lead with courage, confidence, and passion, having the impact your ideas and dreams deserve with less effort and definitely without the fear. As a brilliant first step, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you have hit subscribe so you catch every episode and take Claire's free research-backed quiz-style assessment to get your imposter syndrome score and a personalized action plan as her gift so you can start turning things around today. Go to ditchingimpostorsyndrome.com forward slash quiz and in the next three minutes you'll get your score, your action plan and be ready to start waving goodbye to imposter syndrome once and for all. So here's the problem. I've been researching imposter syndrome and confidence for over 20 years now, and I've actually got a formal research study that's now been running for the last five years. And we have found that 88% of our research study respondents say they don't feel totally confident when speaking up with their ideas in meetings. They're pushing on through the fear if they do this at all. And 45% are actively avoiding it. And just imagine the impact this has. So what I want to share with you today is the demystified neuroscience of how fear stops us from speaking up. And it's nothing to do with courage, okay? How this makes us self-sabotage, the little-known difference between imposter syndrome and self-doubt, and why this means mindset is not enough to make your voice heard. The truth about do it scared, pushing on through the fear, why it's such a bad idea. Those two types of fear I've talked about and which one of them is trashing your confidence. Plus a masterclass that I'm running to help you with this to celebrate International Women's Day 2023. So when I talk to people about pushing on through the fear, it's really, it's so hard, particularly if you're face to face, you can see their jaw tense, that gritted teeth determination. I've talked about things like toxic resilience before on the podcast. You can see the feeling that they've got to push back, to bounce back, to pretend they're okay. And my research studies show that this actually leads to anxiety, to burnout, uh, toxic resilience, that bouncing back, and all sorts of anxiety, as well as performance issues. And this is actually incredibly common. Whether you're listening to this episode today for yourself or for a team member, a colleague or a loved one, My research study shows that 43% of people are regularly avoiding being visible. 81% struggle with being quoted in public with their opinions, whether that's in a report internally in their organisation or a quote for a journalist. So only 19% actually feel confident or excited by doing that. 
Comparisonitis is a really big issue. Comparing yourself to others and judging yourself is not good enough. 72% are struggling with this daily or regularly. And it's a real big red flag that someone's struggling with imposter syndrome. And 22% of respondents have considered quitting in the past week alone due to imposter syndrome, with a shocking 1 in 12 thinking about doing this every single day. And one of the biggest coping strategies for imposter syndrome is pushing on through the fear, pretending that you're okay, pushing this down. When we do this, and we're not speaking up with our ideas, and we're not making our voice heard, it leads on a personal level to stress, to worry, to anxiety, to lying awake at three o'clock in the morning, beating ourselves up, scared that somebody's going to find out we're not good enough. We don't fulfill our potential. Our company, it misses out on our ideas. An organisation can end up going down completely the wrong track, stuck in groupthink because the person in the meeting who can see that it's completely the wrong thing to be doing is afraid to speak up and challenge the status quo. People end up overlooked for promotion because people can't see how great they are because they're not sharing their ideas. The stuff in their head stays in their head. And you can end up resenting it as you see other people getting opportunities and promotions that you know you secretly deserve and then feeling guilt and shame because you know the reason that you weren't considered is because you kept your mouth shut. So what I want to cover in today's episode is forget, feel the fear. How about clear the fear and do it anyway? So I said I was going to talk about the neuroscience demystified of how fear stops us from speaking up and why it's nothing to do with courage. In your brain, when you spot a threat, we're hardwired to spot threats and problems. It's part of the survival of the species. The body goes into the fight, flight, freeze mode. That's called the sympathetic nervous system. It fires off everything that's needed for you to decide whether or not you are going to fight the saber-toothed tiger, run from it, or freeze and hope it can't see you. What the body does, all sorts of incredible things in a split second completely beyond our control, is it diverts blood flow from all sorts of wonderful processes to the limbs, oxygen levels increase in the blood, the heart rate increases, breathing increases to get us ready to run if that's what we want to do. It also does something in the brain. It prioritises blood flow to the primal part of the brain that's responsible for split-second high-risk decision-making rather than the clever bit at the front that does all of your wonderful question-answering in meetings. So what happens when you're in a meeting, for example, and your mind goes blank, yeah, is if you found that spotlight heading towards you and you felt fear, the body is going, oh my goodness, they're about to ask me a question. It goes into the fight-flight-freeze mode the bit of your brain that had the perfect answer suddenly goes, I'm not on duty, talk to the primal bit of my brain, yeah? <laughs> and, and you don't have access to that answer, your mind goes blank. And as soon as the spotlight's off you and the fight-flight-freeze mechanism stands down, suddenly you're there what-ifing for the next six months saying, if only I had said this, if only I had thought about that. So this is one of the problems with do it scared. The other problem with do it scared is we're much less likely to take risks. We're much more likely to play safe. And your body feels every thought you think. So those stress thoughts, the worry thoughts, the what if thing, the catastrophizing are constantly feeding your body and every cell a diet of stress hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, which over time are a massive high-risk predictor for burnout. 
That fight-flight-freeze mechanism is designed only to be used for a few minutes at a time. And for so many of us, because we're constantly pushing on through the fear, through toxic resilience, through imposter syndrome coping strategies, we can run it for months or years. And this has a huge negative impact on the body, on our mental and emotional health, and on our performance. It makes us self-sabotage, as I said. It helps us to play small. We take different decisions when we're scared to when we're excited and empowered. We don't speak up with that idea. We don't volunteer for that opportunity. Our posture will be different and people will be reading that and sensing that in that moment we're not feeling confident. When we push through the fear, we also at a deeply unconscious level make a choice on how we're going to behave. Are we going to fight? Are we going to flight and run? Are we going to freeze? So one of the little known consequences of pushing on through the fear is if your unconscious mind chooses the fight option then pushing on through the fear can actually make you come across as quite confrontational, defensive and aggressive. So there are some really negative consequences here. And if you're new to my work and you haven't yet come across the research I've done into the difference between imposter syndrome and self-doubt, then check out the show notes. There's another episode of this Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast that it's really worth you listening to. In summary right now, it's important to understand the difference between self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Self-doubt is about what we can and can't do. Our skills, our capabilities, our experience, our network. That is easily resolved through training, through on-the-job mentoring, through time. But imposter syndrome is about who we think we are. I am not good enough. What if they made a mistake hiring me? What if they realise I am bad at, I am rubbish at, I am no good at? All of this is running at the much deeper identity level, rather than the more surface level skills and capabilities and qualifications, experience and network. So it means we take it really personally. So instead of the fear just being a bit of a mindset boost of, okay, here is all the evidence that I can do this, that allows you to then reset that fight, flight, freeze, stress fear-based response. With imposter syndrome, it's much deeper. So the fear that you're then dealing with is running at the identity level. What if I'm found out? And if I work with somebody, say they take my imposter syndrome bootcamp coaching program, we'll often find that the fears down at that level are quite existential. So you're not pushing through surface level fears that a bit of a pep talk is going to fix. You're dealing with stuff that's really about who am I as a person? And so pushing on through them is even more painful. So the truth about do it scared, okay? Now, I'm not saying you should never take that deep breath, pull on your big person pants and just go and do it, okay? I'm not saying wait until there's no fear. What I'm saying is do it scared needs to be a conscious choice. And if at all possible, instead of doing it scared, do the inner work to clear that fear and then do it. Do it excited. Yeah, why do it scared when you can do it excited? And to understand a bit more about this, I want to talk to you about what I call the two types of fear and which one of them is trashing your confidence. So I talk about the two types of fear being, number one, legitimate fear. This is the kind of fear that the fight-flight-freeze mechanism was designed for. Your life is in danger. Your body wants to make sure that you survive until breakfast the following morning. It's why the human race has lasted for as many millennia as it has. This legitimate fear, for example, is walking along a slippery cliff path 
on a windy day, yeah, you know it's not safe. Your body will be telling you, your mind will be telling you, Claire, you really shouldn't be doing this. It's not a great idea. That is legitimate fear. And people who have a low level of understanding of legitimate fear are often the ones who are doing crazy, dangerous things to get themselves a bit of a thrill. You know, I'm thinking of people like Tom Cruise, who apparently for his latest film rode a motorbike off the edge of a huge cliff drop somewhere in the mountains for a scene five times, yeah? He's somebody who's been able to override the legitimate fear in his body. For most of us, just looking at that scene is enough to make us go, no, I'm never doing that. Then the second type of fear I talk about is mind story fear. Mind story fear, the stories we tell ourselves, the what ifing, the catastrophizing, the worrying, particularly at those quiet moments in the dark of the night. Now, here's the problem with mind story fear. Firstly, it's not actually real. It's not here. It's not present. Unlike legitimate fear, where you're actually in the middle of that dangerous situation or about to avoid it, mind story fear is in our minds. The clue is in the name. The other problem with it is your body feels every thought you think, and it can't tell the difference between fear that comes from a story we're telling ourselves and fear that's about a legitimate fear. So if you're thinking worry thoughts and it's firing off the fight, flight, freeze response, you're pushing on through the fear in a similar way to if you were actually physically doing something dangerous. So a huge amount of the work I do with people is about being able to press pause on the mind story fear being able to rewire your neural pathways, amazing thing called neuroplasticity, so that you're free from the mind story fear, you retune that in a radio station, and then we do the level deeper of working in the body to clear the body's addiction to the adrenaline that comes from the mind story fear, because a lot of people are relying on it, as I'll explain in a moment. And then we also do that deeper work to look at where did that stuff come from? And what do I need to release to be able to become all of who I really am, feeling excited about that journey instead of scared? So when I talk to people about the two types of fear, a common objection I hear is, but I need stress or fear to perform. If I didn't have that adrenaline rush before I go up and do a talk or before I present in that meeting, I would be a couch potato. So this is kind of right, but kind of not. And I just want to briefly interrupt this episode to let you know, if you're finding this useful, make sure you're inside the Imposter Syndrome Hacks app. The March 2024 topic we're doing as our monthly hack is escaping the stress cycle. It's all about how to feel like you've got a magic wand to press pause on stress and negative self-talk in under 60 seconds. And the April 2024 monthly hack theme is what I call my 60 second courage creator. How to get past the flinch factor without risking burnout or pushing on through the fear. To get these, if you're already a Courage Club member, just pop into your Imposter Syndrome Hacks app, click on the Courses tab, and you will see the monthly hacks training. If you're new to that app, then go to impostorsyndromehacks.com and you can get a 30-day free trial and a special reduced rate as a founder member. Just go to impostorsyndromehacks.com, register, and you can be starting with this month's hack for imposter syndrome, preventing burnout, shrinking your stress levels, and cranking up your confidence in the next five minutes. 
there's an amazing researcher called Hans Selye who talks about two types of stress. The sympathetic nervous system that fires off our stress response has a positive purpose. It gives us energy. It gives us motivation. It gives us the oomph, yeah? But only when you channel it the right way. So Hans Selye talks about distress, negative stress, that fight, flight, freeze, fear-based response and the harm that does to the body. And then he talks about another kind of stress called eustress. EU from the ancient Greek meaning good, good stress. This is that kind of like slight anticipation. So you've got a little bit of adrenaline and cortisol running, but it's more of that excitement and curiosity rather than stone cold fear. And if you really want to perform to your best, the eustress is brilliant because it doesn't divert the blood flow in the brain. So you've still got access to all of that wonderful, clever thinking that you've been doing and able to communicate that in ways that can inspire and increase your impact. So a huge amount of the work I do with people is actually about how to make that journey. Now, if you've already got my book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome, we talk about exactly how to do this in there. And if you want to really have a huge impact with this in just six to eight weeks, it's worth considering my Imposter Syndrome Bootcamp program, okay? It's hybrid accelerated learning training, all in bite-sized coffee break chunks, along with one-to-one support from a specialist imposter syndrome coach or master coach. And we look at how can you shift what's been going on for you potentially for decades to get to the space where you're becoming all of who you really are, living from that place of curiosity and excitement instead of fear, and having the impact the ideas and dreams deserve. And if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, I'm running a masterclass on exactly this to help you out step by step for International Women's Day 2023. So make sure you check out the show notes. There's a link to go and book your ticket for that. It's at claryosa.com forward slash IWD 2023. And in that session, I'm going to be guiding you through why we don't speak up. Okay, it's all about hear my voice how to have the impact your ideas and dreams deserve without feeling secretly terrified. So why we don't speak up, why we go beige, hashtag is be less beige, the role of imposter syndrome, more on the mind-body link. I really want you to get to experience this in real time rather than just learning about it cognitively. Looking at the difference between courage versus confidence and why confidence is actually the wrong thing to be focusing on. A 60-second courage finder using the power of visualization to overcome our fears and looking at what you can do within 24 hours of that session to fast track your progress. So if that resonates with you, please make sure you've gone and signed up and grabbed your place on that talk. And I'd love to hear from you. Have you found that maybe the mind story fear of those two types of fear has been getting in your way? And how might it feel to be able to press pause on that to retune your inner radio station, to shift from catastrophizing to encouraging so that your ideas and dreams can really start to have the impact you deserve and pushing on through the fear becomes a thing of the past for you. There's a link in the show notes to where we're discussing this, both over on LinkedIn and Instagram, and I would really love to hear from you. I really hope you found today's episode useful. If you have, please do let leave it a lovely review okay on itunes or wherever you love to get your podcast it really helps other people to find this podcast and i'll be back next week when we're going to be talking about unlocking your potential 
the single most powerful belief for personal growth. I hope you have an amazing week and I will see you next time. I hope you have loved today's episode of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast. If you are serious about setting yourself free from the fear of feeling like a fraud and being found out once and for all, I would love to share the Ditching Imposter Syndrome transformation toolkit with you. It's based on the audiobook, but with so much more, and it helps you to make that vital difference between information and implementation, fast-tracking your breakthroughs so you get low-effort, high-impact change. Find out more and get started today at ditchingimpostorsyndrome.com forward slash toolkit.